You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, Gene The AfterBuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California. Presented by Maria Menunos and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies. This is AfterBuzz TV's Hemlock Grove After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's Hemlock Grove After Show. Well, hello, everybody. <laughs> Welcome back to another amazing After Buzz TV after show for your favorite show, Hemlock Grove. We're on season two, episode two, Gone Sis. I am your host, Shano, and I am joined here by two lovely co-hosts of mine. Hello, everyone. I'm Marissa Serafini. Hi, guys. I'm JJ Jurgens. And we just had such an awesome week last time, an awesome episode. And you know what? We're following it up with another great episode. Unfortunately, no cool, awesome guests in in studio tonight. I tried. Well, I swear, guys. I really did. I also wanted Everyone's to do a busy. little celebration because of the awesome guests that you got. Well, two <laughs> awesome guests last week. but And it was also your birthday week. So I think oh, we need to give a little yeah. shout out as I reach across the table. But. Yes, we need to give a... Oh, my gosh. Fumble. <laughs> there we go. And it's caught on my dress. That's fantastic. Oh, no. I guess I should have had you slide him close to me, Stephen. <laughs> anyway, okay. little birthday, Why? little birthday Aww. cupcakes and love Aww. for you. Thank I was going to get some bloody liver and things like that. I thought that would have been a little more appropriate for tonight, but I didn't know that you would eat it. That's awesome. Thank you so much, JJ. That's You're welcome. Very Happy birthday. Happy yeah. birthday, Marissa. Very delectable. I will try not to eat them during this after show. <laughs> so, oh, that's awesome. A, that's great. Your birthday celebration this past weekend was pretty mm-hmm. fun, too. It was, I gotta say, it was like probably the best week, birthday week ever in my entire life. You haven't been talking awesome. about this on the other shows, have you? Uh, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> well, now, now I don't want to talk about it uh, anymore. <laughs> anyway, so. No, it's been, it's been great. Oh, that's great. Well, happy birthday again yeah, to you. Yeah, thank mm-hmm. you. And what better way to celebrate a birthday week than by talking about bloody, bloody goodness with Hemlock Grove mm-hmm. and Roman's appetite. I bet he'd love to eat those cupcakes and more. <laughs> oh, yeah. Maybe with tons of gooey blood all over them. <laughs> Miranda Cates enters into mm-hmm. our little disturbed play. Olivia quenches <laughs> masked men again, uh-huh. and what's going on with those guys? And Doctor Price, and what's going on with him? So, let's go ahead and start by talking about Roman's wet appetite. Wow. Mm-hmm. I just again, like we talked last week a little bit about the visuals this year and how they're—I mean, they were stunning last year, but they're even you know so much more in depth this year. And there was so many times, just so much blood on his face, and just really getting in there. I feel like the the directors this season are like topping each other because mm-hmm. there's so many different directors and according to interviews and stuff they're always like you know let, how can I do this better than the last one and let's add more gore and mm-hmm. it'll be more visceral and more crazy than the last episode. Yeah, that's and I right. I feel like they're doing that. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, you're right Marissa. He he attacks a pimp right at the beginning. <sighs> Of this episode, and it at first when they're panning into the scene, I'm like, that looks like the Bates Motel. Yeah, I yeah. think too. Especially <laughs> the neon sign is very much in the same kind of uh, font and all that. Exactly, and then there's prostitution going on there as well. Of course. Yeah, and again, I know last week the uh, pussy bird was one of our favorite quotes, so I did write down again this week because one of my favorite ones was was from the prostitute who says, pussy gets in a tricks car, pussy gets paid. Whoa! <laughs> thought that was worth noting. Yeah, oh, that's, that's definitely worth noting. Yeah. Mm. Oh, so awesome. <laughs> and it was pretty funny, too, when he's talking with the... Um, the manager, the, the, or pimp. the pro- p- pimp, yeah, sorry, and talking about the blood, what type he likes, you know, and he's like an A type, like personality, no, mm-hmm. blood type, yeah. Yes, I love that. It's mm-hmm. that's like clever, isn't, isn't that like yeah, it's clever. It's like good. Uh, so it's like tongue in cheek stuff, right? It's very tongue in cheek mm-hmm. because yeah. we know as an audience that he's a oopier and he's craving blood, but you know, from a regular 
standpoint, you know, a regular person would be like, blood type, what, how, how are you interested? Like, well, what's the relevant to that? So I, I love how, you know, again, like you said, very tongue in cheek. And uh, the, about the, the pimp slash manager, it's like, it, it's funny because he does look like a manager. Yeah. He reminded me of Al Bundy. Yeah, I Just, see that. Yeah, the way he was dressed and he had like the shaved head, balding. He didn't look like a pimp, right? Yeah. He, he wasn't the typical pimp and it was just Davey. so funny. Yeah. yeah. Davy. Mm-hmm. Davy. That, that, that was, was That's what yeah. his name was? Oh, Davey. man. Yeah, so, there, and I also thought it was interesting how there was porn going on in the background and the, the, I see like parallelism between what's going on and in the TV set and what's mm-hmm. going on with him. Mm-hmm. Even afterwards, after uh, he sinks his teeth into the pimp and he, he draws so much blood out of him, uh, it, he smokes a cigarette afterwards. He's mm-hmm. covered in blood. It's like he's covered in it's like, like sex. Yeah, sex. climaxed. Yeah, he climaxed pretty much. <laughs> he yeah. was satisfied. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly right. But I love the juxtaposition. I mean, it's so smart. Mm-hmm. It just in the film editing and storytelling too, because it shows the parallelism with his his feeding that it is an ecstasy type of moment for him, and he loves it. It's it's that craving that he has. And also mm-hmm. him mentioning, like, all the different types of blood, um, you know, it shows that how often he's been feeding, because he's been doing it a lot. Maybe we haven't seen it, but it's definitely growing. Also, mm-hmm. they're in this place that looks like a CD motel. It's, like, really terrible-looking porn that's on, right? It's, like, a, it's a guilty pleasure, for especially for him, right? Because mm-hmm. who's he attacking? He's attacking people that are unsavory to society, Right, he's attacking pimps and prostitutes, mm-hmm. people like girls who are like sluts over at the dance floor at the at the at the local club, right? Mm-hmm. So he's he can't do anything that's too overt and too obvious. He has to do it all behind the scenes, and it's a guilty pleasure for him too. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. like a modern day Upir Jack the Ripper. Yeah, you know, slash like, Dexter. Slash <laughs> 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 Had to get the Dexter in there. <laughs> and did the pimp live? It, I I didn't think so, but I don't. But I guess I don't know. I think she did. I think I think the oh the pimp, the pimp oh, the the guy, the guy, Davey. yeah the Davey. dude Davy. I thought he was dead. So did I. But when we see him like go put the cloth back over the wound, yeah, the his pimp. hand was actually you know Davy's hand was actually holding it. So I'm like maybe he is still alive. Yeah, hmm. yeah, that's what to I thought back. too. I, I caught that. The first time I watched it, and the second time I watched it, I was like, okay, I confirmed it. It looks like he put his hand up there. And I'm unsure, like, maybe they just maybe hmm. they left it in there to, like, let us think, you know, that through editing, they're like, oh, let's leave that in there. It's kind of cool because it's, un- it's, like, unclear if he dies or not. It's vague, right? Maybe he didn't kill him. He just, like, viciously attacked him. He put the pillowcase on his neck to stop the bleeding so maybe the guy could actually survive. Mm, yeah. However, it did look like it was a lot of blood. Well, and that's where he's going to have to be careful because, like, Olivia was talking about him being, you know, not being cautious. So if he does not kill people like that, then he could really be ruining things for the, their family and for himself. And it also shows that there is still humanity left within Roman for letting people still live, not just viciously killing. Mm-hmm. He's only doing it to, you know, satisfy his own hunger needs. So it shows that he, there's still good in him because he's not just viciously killing people. Yeah, he's doing it out of an urge, like a, a basic instinct, an animalistic instinct. He's not doing it out of, he's not he's not doing it because he hates the people. Mm-hmm. He has some kind of uh, rage towards them. It's pretty much just because he needs to feed. And that's that's what he's got in his DNA and his blood, and that's that's mm-hmm. how he is. Um, but I, I feel like the pimp did live. And I'd, I'd like to think yeah. so. <laughs> All right. Yeah. <laughs> I hope he did. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'd like but, to see more Davey. <laughs> oh, and what, what could he do anyway? Oh, some dude attacked me in my right. house of prostitution. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> in, my bro- in my brothel. No, no, there's no way he would ever turn to he the cops. He kind of had it coming. <laughs> he did. He was a bastard. <laughs> so, um, additionally, during the episode, everything is just way too cooked to Roman, mm-hmm. right? He's He gets brought the food. He, he snaps on the girl, the... But the assistant who brings it to him is like, why is this overcooked? And it, mm-hmm. it already looks like it's raw, right? Yeah. yeah. It's like, I'll eat it anyways. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, his mom, but was that the same scene that his mom paid him the visit to? Yes. Yes. So Olivia paid him the visit. She revealed more about him being Upir, right? Mm-hmm. And how the, the hunger is just going to keep getting worse and worse and worse. And this is the first time that she's really talked about it with him on scene openly, 
throughout the whole series. Yeah, and it also mm-hmm. shows like how she has managed to uh, satisfy her hunger needs throughout all these centuries, too, for however long that she's been alive for, because she's mentioned that it's only, you know, uh, you know, she kept doing it for years, and she had to hide the bodies, and then she married into the Godfrey Institute to have Dr. Price help her hide the bodies mm-hmm. and, like, cover up all the deaths that she has, um, you know, who was responsible for. So I thought that was very interesting because she's experienced, and now she's trying to teach Roman, hey, you're going to be killing a lot more people, but you have to also cover up your tracks mm-hmm. because it's going to eventually lead up to you. I thought it was also interesting, like, his responses back to her about how, you know, that he um, he doesn't want to progress, that he wants to be human. And I thought that was interesting because I think since he is so, his character has a side of him that is so arrogant and, like, you know, like, you know, smart ass and stuff, you would think that part of him would maybe start to kind of get off on this power and really, really enjoy it and really like it. So I thought it was interesting to see that he really deep down doesn't want that and would said would give anything to not have her be his mom and not not be a part of all this so i thought that was interesting that's a really good point you bring up jj because he said he said that line it it really has a dual meaning to it i don't want to be your son is like he hates his mother number one Mm -hmm. and number two he doesn't want to be up here but he just didn't say it that way it's so it's so cool how vague they are with the language they use sometimes because it allows us as the audience as the viewers as the super fans to draw different conclusions and i really like that about Mm -hmm. the show i like how it's it's so vague like even something as simple as uh, olivia walking into the room during the episode we're gonna talk about olivia later but her walking into the room with price and walking out what the hell did they do? Right. right? Yeah. We're just, yeah. We don't exactly. know. And watching that episode, of course, you want to watch the next episode yeah. to find out or the or the subsequent episodes. Mm-hmm. But you're just like, what happened? Well, because her facial expression was just like, she just hit the mother load. She was so, you know, like her eyes, which was great because it was subtle. But it said so much in that moment. That, like, yeah, I'm with you. Like, I'm like, no, wait, I, I want to see yeah. this. What was it? And also her personality changed, not yeah. just the face, but because from the leading episode to that, you know, she was very cold and you know worried about Roman and then at the end of it she's praising Roman and obviously somewhat delusional and have all all these beliefs like yes he's the best son we worked everything out Mm -hmm. and obviously that's not the case something's affecting her yeah so Mm -hmm. what happened in that Mm so-called treatment yes Mm -hmm. and or snack (laughs) snack even price Price says to her in the elevator while they're going up he's like are you sure the treatment didn't make you somewhat uh, delusional in some way, or like, so, like, so he was throwing out all these terms. It was like, yeah, man, she, mm-hmm. she, her, she had a one eighty almost on her attitude. Yeah. Uh, so Roman ends up later getting the horse, um, and I guess he's going one up, one leg up from the leeches, right? More mm-hmm. than a leg up. Yeah, a very expensive Sad. leg. It up. cost him how much millions? Oh, like one point three million. One point three million for, for a, horse. a beautiful racehorse. A beautiful racehorse. Beautiful Be- dreamer. That made me sad. Beautiful, beautiful dreamer. <laughs> Another yeah. allusion to dreaming that we yeah. have in the show mm-hmm. because we got. Roman and Peter both having these crazy dreams that are like premonitions, right? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. then we got the, and then we have the, the horse called Beautiful Dreamer that's just this black stallion, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. black beauty. A black beauty. I noticed the name mm-hmm. Beautiful Dreamer with the subtitles. It was spelled D R E E M E R. Oh. So I I wonder why they changed the the lettering. Mm-hmm. Maybe it was just because it was an animal name. I don't know. Yeah, yeah maybe mm-hmm. you know a be. lot of. A lot of uh, race horses they 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 get spelled the same way too often, so they probably changed it to make it look differently. Yeah, that's maybe. like they probably they they probably tried to make it as realistic as possible, and it's like okay, it sounds the same, but it looks different. Yeah, it's right? close enough to to make you think. Yes, absolutely. That there's definitely mm-hmm. symbolism behind that name. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but I really, I just, man, he spent, he would rather spend, that's another testament to uh, Roman's humanity, is that he would rather spend $1.3 million on a horse and suck that thing dry than to kill people. Right? Well, mm-hmm. he has the money, so he can right now. Yeah. But, yeah, again, showing his, he still has humanity left within him. 
Yeah. I wonder how many meals that averaged out to for him. Was it just the one, or can he cut up the bars and like spread it out a little bit? But also, that we did get that short story before that when he was talking, we'll get to it, when he was talking to uh, Miranda mm-hmm. and saying when he grew up, they used to have horses, but Olivia had them all slaughtered. So mm-hmm. she must have done so it too. Olivia did, used to do it, and now he's doing it. So he's going through the exact same things Olivia used mm-hmm. to do. All this feeding. He's going to have to learn on his own just like she did, I guess, right? Yeah. And, th- well, that's why she wants to help. She knows what it's like. Yeah. Wow. It's just, it's, I, I must say, before we go on to the next topic, that this season is exponentially better than mm-hmm. the last season of Hemlock Grove. And it's it's just like, we've been with the characters and the actors, and the 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 story's developed, number one. We, mm-hmm. We've gotten rid of the exposition, pretty much, so we don't have to deal with all that bull crap back there, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But we can dive into the characters more. We also know how they're going to act and react to different things. So we're and, and the actors have such better experience playing these characters now. They've done away with things mm-hmm. that they don't need, and they just... The writers are able to focus more in on the certain parts of the characters, like things about Doctor Price that we never got to see before. Mm-hmm. Um, Doctor, we'll, we'll probably talk about this more later, but uh, uh, Joel De La Fuente, his acting job with Doctor Price is amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He is so much better now. It must be all those one man shows that he's doing. <laughs> yeah, it must be. And and I I love his character now. Before I thought he was just like oh it's some creepo doctor. And when we interviewed him, he even he even told us in the interview uh, that they they saw his when they were casting. They saw his uh, his interview or his one of his things on YouTube, like a YouTube video. And they're like, whoa, this guy's so weird. He has to play Price. <laughs> and he's he's beyond that now. He's like so, I, mm-hmm. I really enjoy his acting. And Landon Liburn playing Peter. And, and Roman, and, and that brings us to Miranda Kate. She's she's brand spank, spanking new, but I really like her. I don't even know the, who mm-hmm. the actress is that plays her. Do you know the same? Madeline Burr, who plays Miranda. Um, she was also in Orange is the New Black, another Netflix original. Oh, yeah! She was that girl in season one that died. Yes, that oh hung my. herself. So if you oh. die in a Netflix original, good chances you might be resurrected on another Netflix original. I mean, wow. hey, that's great career for you. You know what? She had, like, her septum pierced there, too, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, my God, that is so funny. And she had a lot of tattoos also. Of course, she's a girl in jail. Yeah. Oh, man. That's so great that she's uh-huh. on the show. I like her. I mean, she's yeah, great. She, and mm-hmm. she, she did add a lot to this episode, too, especially being a link to Roman and Peter. Mm-hmm. Again, just like Letha, they're falling in yeah. love with the same blonde woman. woman. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. So the way she comes in, she it looks like she just had a breakup with a boyfriend, right? She almost gets run off the road. She turns down a darker road. Right, and she almost gets killed mm-hmm. again. But then there's that ellipse. There's that huge ellipse where it's like, why would someone run into you and then just let you go? And then she goes mm-hmm. to Roman's house, and it kind of reminded me of like oranges. Uh, oranges, be back. <laughs> clockwork Orange. It reminded me of a Clockwork Orange right. with how she, like people just randomly, you know, the 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 main characters, the bad guys, they mm-hmm. end up at that rich guy's house. Miranda Cates ends up at this rich guy's house in the mm-hmm. middle of nowhere, right? And it just. It's just such an interesting way to introduce the character, but at the same time, everything's so vague. We don't know much about her. She's she's telling us everything. She's telling just like she's telling Roman everything about herself, and we don't know what really happened. Like, is she involved with mm-hmm. masked men in some way? Were they trying to attack her with, with the truck? That's you, where my mind went to. Yeah, I thought it was them. I mean, you would think so because she obviously a new person to Hemlock Grove. She's never been to this town before, but then someone's already tracking her down, trying to kill her, and she's brand new to the area, so it seems like she's connected in some way, too. She has history with whoever's doing all this. Mm-hmm. She's yeah. involved. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's got to be involved somehow, and I like and I like how they do that with Hemlock mm-hmm. Grove. Like, last time, we had uh, Christina Wendell playing, or, Christ- yeah, Christina Wendell. Was that the character's name? That, that was character name. Yes. yes. Christi- Freya Tingley. <laughs> Freya Tingley. We had <laughs> Christina Wendell, her character, she was with us from the beginning of the season, and we had no idea. We kind of had, like, an inclination that there was mm-hmm. something going on, right, with the white hair? Uh-huh. Yeah. And then eventually it got to the point where it's like, oh, yeah, there's something really up with her. Yeah. She's really weird. She's she's probably the the Vargolf, and she turned out to be that, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So do you guys think it's going to be that mm-hmm. same way with Miranda Cates, perhaps? 
I mean, I definitely think so. I mean, she they have to introduce a new person because we killed off so many people mm-hmm. last season. So I think anyone new, we should be suspicious of, like, something's going to happen. One thing I caught I that I wondered is they, you know, focused on her tattoos on her back, and it was the bird tattoo. And yes. the same scene, we I mean, not same scene, the same episode, we see the bird that had crashed into Olivia's greenhouse, and then she, like, at one point, like, scoots, you know, pushes the bird, like, off, you know, out of her way. So that kind of was like, ooh, yeah. you know, is she going to be somebody that's kind of going to be fighting against, mm-hmm. you know, Olivia? Ooh, against Olivia. Mm-hmm. You don't want to mess with Olivia, no. especially in her emotional states now. Heck yes! I mean, oh it, it's interesting because we have so many bird references throughout these mm-hmm. all all these episodes, and you know we're still speculating what's the symbolism of all that. Even the type of bird that crashed into the window it looked like a red-headed um, woodpecker, but or red-headed he, or finch maybe. Finch maybe. Could I mean, but even the symbolism of why a bird, why not any other mm-hmm. kind of creature that Olivia, you know, found. Why, mm-hmm. why not a bat? Yeah, too obvious. Appear bat bloodsucker. Awesome. All all the birds, all the birds in this show is fascinating Mm -hmm. that they picked this particular animal. Yeah, um, and JJ, back to that one, the tattoos that you were talking Mm -hmm. about on Miranda Cates' back. That reminded me, and I don't know if there's a connection or or much of an illusion, but it 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 looked like rolling pigeons to me. But then Mm. also that that connected me to like starlings that are like rolling mm-hmm. or falling mm-hmm. out of the sky and I'm like ooh that's like Agent Starling and Hannibal Lecter in yeah. Silence of the Lambs and that whole conversation yeah. they had in, in his prison cell so I don't know it's just like so many allusions to things mm-hmm. it's like right. what does it really mean? And aren't starling book birds usually together in a flock? Usually aren't they there's more than one there's mm. like of so, what we call a flock of you know yeah, how there's yeah, flock yeah. of pigeons there's starling of this type of bird. Yeah. Right? Well, yeah, it could be. Maybe, maybe she's not alone. Maybe there's more. Maybe there's more, and maybe that's what that symbolism is. Because we, we don't know. Hey, she's got mm. a cell phone. Who's she calling all the time? Mm-hmm. Other than the tow truck place. and Yeah. You know, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. Who knows? Yeah. So she really digs Roman's art. She's an artistic girl. Mm-hmm. She said she wants to be a writer. Did you know Rome? Did you notice Roman's art, though? The Ouroboros? Ring. Mm. I didn't notice the Ouroboros. Yeah. Where was that? There was one in the living room when they're um, sitting on the couch, and there's a big painting in the back, but it's a big circled ring. Definitely, you know, a vague version of Ouroboros. Oh, mm-hmm. I didn't notice that one. Good eye. Yeah. <laughs> I just saw the rat that was on, like, the mountaintop, spiral mountaintop or something. It wasn't on that, was it? No, no. Okay. But there, there was an mm. individual portrait of just, like, a circled type of painting. Mm. Well, he's definitely still got that in his mind from last time. And it's still on the symbol for Hemlock Grove mm-hmm. when you start up the show. Yeah. Right? So there's still got to be, well, later on in the series. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or- Ouroboros is alluded to by Dr. Price. He, he mentions the program name yeah. again. Mm-hmm. And we still don't really know the program, you know, like all the details, because that's still very vague to us, too. <clears throat> mm-hmm. And uh, we got... Oh, go ahead. Oh, she also, I thought it was interesting when she was talking to him about the poet that she liked. And she described about how the poet created this character who was um, arrogant, cunning, cold on the outside, but on the inside was burning with rage. Yeah. So I thought that was pretty much, you know, Lord Byron. him in a, yeah, Lord. Roman in a nutshell. Yeah, that's that's totally him. He is so, he wants to keep everybody away from him. That's mm-hmm. why he's locked up in his mansion by himself. He doesn't want to hurt anybody. And he just is hungry all the time. And and he loves very hard, too. Like, he must love this baby to keep the baby around, right? Mm-hmm. So, he he looks at Miranda with those eyes, you know? And it's like... Piercing. Yeah. They're so piercing. Yeah. They're just, like, staring into her soul. Like, his eyes are, like, capturing everything about her because they're so big. And <laughs> he... I'm, I'm not sure if he loves her or if he looks at her as prey right now. Maybe both. Maybe. I mean, I believe we saw in this episode that, you know, when there was, like, the close-up on her neck. Mm -hmm. And you you can definitely tell he's thinking about it, that he really wants to just go after this girl. But, you know, she... 
I think you need a new character. I mean, we got to explore more of her character before anything happens. Yeah, I kind of read it as he not just prey, that he was definitely, like, attracted to her, and that's why he didn't just, like, go for it when he was that close to her, you know, neck and stuff. But we shall see. Yeah, and she is, in a way, she's like a drifter, right? She's someone who just, like, randomly comes into his life. She even says that she's coming from somewhere else, right, like Virginia or something. So he could very well kill her, drain her body (laughs) of Mm -hmm. blood, satiate his appetite, and then guess what? Boom, chuck her somewhere, and she's gone, and he doesn't have any more need from her. But he does have an infatuation with her other than wanting to eat her, right? Mm -hmm. And they actually do have a lot of similarities because when they were in the the stable, they were talking about, you know, their past and Roman was saying that he used to travel a lot with his mother and then we know that Miranda was an army brat, so she traveled a lot with her family and then, you know... She said she was in Germany Mm -hmm. with her family, right? And doing dirt bikes. They both... Yeah, and I I found it funny how she rode dirt bikes and he and Roman uh, rode horses, so it's like we have a more elegant, graceful type of upbringing compared to her, you know, a more tomboyish, I guess, mm-hmm. type of upbringing. But they do have a lot of similarities. Mm-hmm. And we see him, too, watching her when she showers. And I felt that was just, like, just such a longing look and just, like, you know, almost afraid, like, wanting to get close to her, but, uh, you know, afraid to get close to her and keeping his distance back there and just watching her. Slightly yeah. creepy, though. Yes, it was. Slightly <laughs> creepy. She's definitely the, I think she's definitely the cutest young girl that they've had on Hemlock mm-hmm. Grove so cute. far. Especially with yeah. her tattoos. Those are really interesting mm-hmm. looking. And they're, like, all over her back and her arms, her shoulders, mm-hmm. the septum being pierced. It's so interesting. Mm-hmm. She's interesting to look at. Yeah, she well, is. Yeah. When she's de-robed. <laughs> no, either way, either way, clothed yeah. or derobed. She's great to look at, and, she, and she's a great actor. Yeah, and I think the tattoos probably have a bigger meaning. There's more mm-hmm. symbolism there, because yeah. Hemlock Grove, they're, they're not going to just show us one little thing and not have it just be trivial. There's probably something more to that. And they took the time to kind of pan yeah. it, too. So I think there definitely will be There's meaning behind there. there. They mm-hmm. did. There's a lot of symbolism. And I actually... Um, I noticed something, too. Um, well, we, we know that Eli Roth, he's he's the executive producer. He's also friends with Tarantino, am I right? He's been yes. in, in mm-hmm. some of Tarantino's films, including Inglorious Bastards. I, I'm thinking, like, he has a lot of say in how they shoot these, these uh, episodes because they, they focused on such, like, small details like that, just, like, panning down or, like, going over her body with the tattoos to really give us the audience, like, an eyeful. Like, it's not just there for one second. It's there mm-hmm. for, like, five, ten seconds, mm-hmm. you know? And then we do little things like Dr. Price. He's in his lab. He touches the hand sanitizer. It's, like, totally close up yeah. on the hand sanitizer and him rubbing his hands. It Quentin Tarantino loves to do those kinds of shots with little details like filling a glass with beer or, like, looking at, the, like, someone's chest with the sweat dripping on it and you're about to plunge a syringe into it, you know? Like, <laughs> little things, little details like that. It's just, it's, you can see the connection between artists and producers like Eli Roth and Quentin Tarantino. Yeah. Pretty fascinating stuff. Mm-hmm. So, Olivia, let's talk about her. Alrighty. <laughs> and, oh, you know what? Before we get to her, I just wanted to mention to our fans and followers, go ahead and check us out on YouTube and just search After Buzz TV, Hemlock Grove, and check, go ahead and give us some comments there on our videos. So, we post our videos. What, does it take, uh, is, is, is just the next day, 24 hours? Uh, at least two to three hours. Two to three like, hours. We're pretty, mm. we're up pretty fast. That's good. So. So yeah. give us some comments. We have a lot of comments that we're going to read out later during the news and gossip section. But um, also check us out on iTunes. Give us five stars, and we deserve it. So <laughs> give us give us some comments, you guys. And for, for those of you who already comment, thank you guys so much. We're going to be reading out some shout-outs later on to you. Tell us things that we missed, too, or things that you catch that, you know, we, we may have gotten wrong or things you want to hear us talk about because we do read them and love to talk about. Yeah. And tell us about if, you know, you love the new season. I mean, we are back mm-hmm. for more and more people to come. That's right. So you can hit us up on the comments. You can also hit us up, like, through Twitter accounts. Um, I'm, I'm at Sean Austin O on Twitter. And anybody else want to read out their Twitter real quick? I'm at JJ Jorgens. And I'm at Serafini TV. So Olivia's, Olivia shows a lot of human conscience and a lot of emotion, especially mm-hmm. towards Roman this episode. Mm-hmm. And we know, oh gosh, I don't want to talk about it too much, but it's going to, let's, it's going to, uh, it's going to be alluded to later on and the reasoning behind that's going to become more prevalent, mm-hmm. which is actually kind of crazy. Mm-hmm. And 
Marissa knows what I'm talking about. Do you want to talk about? Can we just like broach it a little bit, just like a little tease? Go for it. Yeah. Yeah. So pretty much, she's there's something up with her physiology, JJ, mm-hmm. and and her her physiology physiology is changing as an upir, and that's why she's going to be le- more emotional and less cold. Oh. Interesting. Yeah. All right. Yeah. It's, it's pretty fascinating. Dr. Price has a hand in that. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes, he does. But I, I love how they're building that more humanistic side of her, too, because we're getting a lot more backstory with her. And even there there was a moment, and not to jump ahead or anything, but there was a moment when Roman was saying, or no, sorry, Olivia was mentioning, like, she had a dream about Roman. And it was, you know, when Roman was younger, mm-hmm. and it was the the blood, but it said it was red frosting. And then we find out mm-hmm. from last episode, Roman said that Olivia has never, ever cooked or baked for him. And then we hear today's episode that she made a cake. And was like, so it shows that really she has been, she has humanistic qualities to her. She does. Hmm. Um, there wasn't too much else that, because we already talked about a lot of stuff about Olivia. Was there anything else other than hers, that scene with her and Roman and talking about the appetite? Was there anything about the bird crash, you know, other she than goes, the bird crashing? And, she goes to that lab, the, um, the lab. in that mm-hmm. lab basement there. Mm-hmm. And what was that prop that she stuck her cane in? Okay, that? Oh, that was so yeah. glad you brought that up. What that was, was that? hilarious. Some organ that was like just <laughs> gooting across the floor. Yeah, those were like tumors yeah. or something, right? Living tumors. That's one of the yeah. things, though, I think that I'm loving about this episode, because like you said, the, the comments that they're getting, like, with the writing between the characters, but it, there's little moments of comedy that I think we didn't really see in the first season, and I, I'm i really enjoying those. And especially from her character, too. <laughs> you wouldn't think that there'd be some of that kind of slapstick humor, but it's coming from a yeah. her, which is very surprising. Yeah, and who was that? What was up with that doctor? Yeah. She's brand new, right? Yeah. Russian. A fresh yeah. new hire from... Uh, Never or- trust the Russian doctors. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I just love it. I love their accents. I mean, yeah. I think it's interesting how they're bringing the, this Russian interesting woman doctor in, you know, to kind of foil Dr. Prices, because we have... His character from last season, you know, full stop on all these, doing all, saying all the technical research that mm-hmm. he's doing throughout the episodes. But now we have her that's saying all the technical stuff that's happening. And Dr. Price is the one that's checking in on and all it, the experiments. Yeah, and interesting, too, that she's not fearful of Olivia at all. I think last season we're used to Olivia having so much power and everybody kind of, like, always, you know, being fearful of her. And she just right away was like, no, you, you don't own the lab anymore. You know, <laughs> yeah. you used to. And, like, it's pretty ballsy to stand up to her right away like that. Yeah, it was pretty neat. Um, since we're already talking about Dr. Price in the lab, but let's continue <laughs> talking about him. So... Um, yeah, the, the Russian doctor, She even though she's able to converse with him, they might get her name. I don't even remember her the character's name. I did not name. get her uh-uh. We'll try and get it for next time. Mm-hmm. Or maybe our fans and followers, they can tweet it at us. Uh, but I feel like even though she's able to converse with the technical jargon that Price throws around, she is also kind of roadblocking him on some things. Like she says, oh, are you sure we are going to do this or do that? <laughs> you know? And so it's it kind of seems like... Before, he almost did whatever he wanted to behind the scenes, you know? And he, who knows what he's been doing mm-hmm. with his research. But he brings her in. So in in a way, he's able to progress a little bit more. But then in another way, she also also questions him a lot. And we're, got, we're definitely going to see more of that later on in the series mm-hmm. as the season progresses. But um, he takes her. He takes Olivia for that snack. Right? Mm-hmm. And she comes out happy as a clam. Euphoric. <laughs> dissociative euphoric. Yeah. And I'm, yeah, that's it. It was dissociative mm-hmm. euphoric, euphoria. like euphoria, something like that, mm-hmm. right? Um, let's see, was there anything else? I, I, I just love, yeah, I, I talked about the, the little touches here on my notes, but there, let's go ahead and yeah. start talking about, oh yeah, let's talk about the masked pen. So mm-hmm. there was a, a big, important scene with them this time. And it mm-hmm. wasn't... Well, they ended up killing somebody. Mm-hmm. But 
it wasn't like what they were trying to do. What It wasn't what they were doing in the last episodes. Where before it was like they were doing, like they were really doing like a kill. Like they were going into somebody's house. Yeah. They purposefully turn off the pilot light, put a candle in there, let the gas on to make it look like an accident. This time, someone stumbled upon what they were doing in the forest, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. We had, why does it always have to be a bum? Seriously? (laughs) (laughs) Some random guy. But it looked more of an initiation type of blessing because Mm -hmm. he was anointing him, spraying, or like sprinkling him with whatever, I imagine, oil or some kind of thing, which makes me think of like Order of the Dragon. Yeah. From, like, mm-hmm. season one. Yes. Mm-hmm. It makes me think about that, too. Maybe they're taking over. Maybe the priest know. is, like, throwing some people into the mix over there on that side, trying hmm. to trying to disrupt Hemlock Grove in some way. Yeah. But it looked it like be. an initiation. Definitely. Yeah. 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 And they, were, they sounded like they were speaking Latin, something like that. It reminded me of, like, Eyes Wide Shut. That kind of, a, like, yeah. a, a ritualistic mm-hmm. ceremony mm-hmm. they got mm-hmm. going on there. But it was just two people. So it was just that guy, like the guy anointing, and there was a guy who was receiving. Gosh, it sounds so bad. <laughs> and, well, one was on his knees. Yes, one, <laughs> one was on his knees. They even turned, too, when the bum was like, hey, what are you doing? He turns like, he kind of like peeks out like it was perfect like, oh, I know. situation, uh, I right? Know. I mean, come on, you guys. Yeah. You thought about it. Yeah. Mind out of the gutter. All right, here we go. And they, uh, and they, they piano wired the bum when it looked like he was getting away and he just gushed mm. all over the dude and it was like it was like the dude was being ejaculated on, am I right? Yeah. He was getting a facial yeah. of blood. Yeah. He embraced that. He he was totally showered with blood. Mm-hmm. Totally. And that was probably like a baptism by blood. Maybe they were like anticipating like, hey, somebody is going to maybe not like come upon them but they were going to that sounded bad too but <laughs> but that they were going to maybe try to find somebody and they were con- going to do the same thing with piano wiring them or slitting mm. their throat and they would that would be another part of the initiation to like put bathe the, the new person in blood mm-hmm. but who knows man we're just yeah. like speculating yeah so, so much there's there's so much so much what's you know what's going on P- peter's visions obviously connected to these masked men because he's seeing like their crimes mm-hmm. before they happen um and we see destiny try to get into the 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 visions they we had a big scene with Destiny. yeah i want to yeah. definitely talk about that tonight how crazy yeah. that transformation she went yeah. through was yeah so yeah. A, another so this is she always asks for spit doesn't she right in <laughs> yes. in like her yes. in her little like serums mm-hmm. and spells that she mm-hmm. does so this time, so I think last time was it Roman or did Peter spit in the jar with the worm that was in it? Somebody spit in it, or no, or did we, she? We used like DNA. I think of, she's DNA of a dead corpse. Yeah, yeah, but oh, you know what? I think she spit in it. It's been a while since I've seen it. But but this time Peter spits in it and he's like, "Oh, gross! You're so nasty." <laughs> oh, relax, we're cousins. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's it's funny, but, you know, that's the psychological thing, too. When you say the actual word spit, that's a um, negative connotation. So, but if you say, oh, a a different word. Spitting um, image. Yeah, or something. But, like, the the word spit gives off a negative connotation. So when you see someone else drink spit, you know, we're we're automatically turned off by that. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, nasty. But it's a really, yeah, if you you drink spit and it's, uh, or you swap spit with somebody, it's a really intimate thing. Yeah. She needed that from him to, like, get in his mindset, I guess, and get get into her, like, soothsayer, fortune teller mode. And with this time, we, it's it's another thing with a worm, right? Or, like, a a serpent this time, right? Black snake. Torn Mm -hmm. to water. That's why they went into the the bathtub, because all water is connected. Mm. Yep. Even if it's Mm. not, yeah, it's like, it's, that's just the way it is, right? With yeah, with just her. The, the way they did it, the visual again to me it was just so awesome. Just to watch her her veins yeah. just get all black and then you know come through her face. I just thought, I just love how the show does those things. Yeah. But even the symbolism of serpent, I mean, evil and the devil, mm-hmm. and so there, there's so many bad negation then connotations to that. And so black serpent, something's mm-hmm. evil. Mm-hmm. Evil's brewing. Yeah, and the way that she was um, just acting in that scene it was it was great because you couldn't tell if her screams and moans were at first you know we know that because we see what's going on like the serpent going around her mm-hmm. it it it's probably painful but at the same time it, hey it could sound like ecstasy a little bit <laughs> like a little bit of pleasure and even uh peter was responding like 
oh, hey, you know, I know we share everything, but what's oh, going sharing, on? Yeah. Oh, we're sharing right now. And then she starts to have more of, like, that ouch, it's painful, something's happening, uh-huh. and she throws up the black goo. Right? Mm-hmm. Black goo. Black goo. black tar. And this is the second... Yeah. Look like tar, right? This is the second time she's thrown up in two seasons, right? Yeah. <laughs> and she did say, did you just say, hey, I throw up again. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but this time she had to be resuscitated yeah. by Peter. And man, she like she if she didn't get resuscitated, she probably wouldn't have came back. Yeah, she almost mm-hmm. died. Yeah, she almost died. So and, she says, <laughs> and she doesn't want to have anything to do with with whatever mm-hmm. visions he's seeing, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and she's telling Peter to completely forget about these dreams, ignore them, you know, banish them from your mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so he okay. sees the Gonsis thing. We don't know what that is, but we see a bunch of other things. He starts sketching them, and she's like, what did I tell you? I don't want you to be doing that anymore. Mm-hmm. And Andres comes in, and he's like, you dog, you. You gypsy dog. I love him. I like him, he's too. Calm. He's a good addition. I love their scene when he was just goes to see her, you know, for at the, at the house, the open scene, when she jumps on him yeah. and stuff. I'm like, oh, they're so cute yeah. to watch. <laughs> oh, there's my orange creamsicle. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's so good. Definitely and, comedic relief, uh-huh. which we definitely need. Some levity and such mm-hmm. hard-hitting episodes episodes Mm -hmm. it's perfect for them to bring him in because he adds more information he adds later on he adds more muscle like there's so many aspects about him that they needed and now they have it because peter in his frail form his human form he's not the most muscular guy right he's a really thin dude but when he you know breaks out as a wolf he's damn powerful and damn scary right? Mm-hmm, right destiny she's a soothsayer but she's not strong either she just she just knows how to like tell like not necessarily tell the future but give she's clues intuitive mm-hmm. yeah she's intuitive but andres he observes the world because he has more experience than young peter who's only what like 18 years old and he doesn't know too much about the world in some ways andres knows about this one random place oh that's the god where the god sisters are from it's wagon oasis go over there yeah and then that's where you know we get we go there and that's with peter and that's the end of the episode Mm -hmm. for him but um yeah it was just really really fascinating scenes with yeah the snakes and ouroboros illusions and stuff here in hemlock grove and uh yeah, um, yeah. Mm-hmm. more more about the another little detail in mm-hmm. Dr. Price's office we see more you know artwork in his in his room and there's there was a painting that was completely blue just like the color that we always see in Hemlock Grove but there was a big red spot in the middle of that blue painting mm. which was interesting and then there was another one where that had like two I don't know. It looks like some chromosome, some DNA type of thing. There's two of them. I don't know. Sorry, I'm looking under rocks here. (laughs) I mean, I find it fascinating, like, just the little details that we see, Mm -hmm. but we don't really think about. Yeah. And then, you know, we also see um, Marie tonight. Mm -hmm. We do. We get to see Lori Fortier. Lori Fortier. Well, and interesting, we see Olivia actually jealous of her, you know, which she usually hadn't been in the past, and... Yeah, that's right. Human and qualities. So, yep. Human qualities are surfacing. Even, yeah, Norman even said, like, you weren't jealous of her when we were married, you know. She's threatening now. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. Mm. It's just so, it's so fascinating, <gasps> and then things are going to happen next time. <laughs> things are going to happen. Well, Marie's suing the industry. Mm-hmm. She's, Godfrey industry. She's suing Godfrey Industries. And and at first, we uh, Norman doesn't want to do anything about it. Because he's like, you know what they're gonna do? They're gonna, you know, they're gonna make Letha look bad. They're gonna drag her through the mud, and they're gonna drag us through the mud. Mm-hmm. But he ultimately supports his ex-wife because she supports him. She cares about him. She saw good in him, even though they're apart. Right, mm-hmm. and but we also see Norman's fed up with the Godfrey Industries too, because we know that he sold his stocks. So he's he's you know trying to segregate himself from Godfrey Industries. So in a way. You know, Norman and Marie are kind of on the same side, but he's being a little bit more rational on how she's trying to approach this mm-hmm. lawsuit now. Yeah, and so we see him confront um, Price about it. We do. Yeah. He, he has he has that little scene where he's is he sitting in Price's office again? Yeah, <laughs> like he usually yep. does. Yeah. Everybody likes to pee <laughs> on Price. He just everybody loves to because he pisses so many people yeah. off, right? Mm-hmm. 
And what, what was the conversation they had again? I don't really recall. Too much. Um, he just kind of said um, that uh, but, they were going to that he was going to file the suit against yeah. him. Yeah, and they were also talking that because we had Letha's body cremated, that the you know the evidence is gone because there was no. It, Price said that she died of a pulmonary embolism. That's right. He's not. Be- Norman's not believing that, and they, he said mm-hmm. there was no proper EKG that yeah. and like angiograms. And so, of course, like, Price mm-hmm. is re- he was responding like, yeah. "Oh, because of this happened, I did it myself." Yeah. So mm-hmm. Norman's kind of speculating that there was a cover up. Something else went down. But because they cremated the body, they can't tell anymore. Mm-hmm. No, they he can't. tells them to get ready for a shitstorm. That's mm-hmm. right. A Sabina <laughs> shitstorm. Yeah. Yep. It was so, so good. So good. Uh, well, if there's not, is there anything else that we want to add about any other topics that I we didn't get to cover? I think that was all I had. Yeah, no, it was a great episode. Mm-hmm. Well, let's go ahead and move into our news and gossip. TV News. Oh, I missed the... Was that supposed to be Kablamo in there? Yeah, I missed that. I missed the explosion time for the news. Well, anyway, let's go ahead and talk about our comments from our awesome fans and followers first. So uh, from our YouTube channel, we actually had uh, quite a few, but uh, let's... I'm going to single out some awesome ones. Uh, Glamoured by Eric, he said... Uh, Plus, Roman didn't wash his hands after peeing and touched Price before leaving the room, <laughs> further pissing on him. That was great. It's like the, yeah. the first episode was so fantastic, and it's it, like we were talking about today. Everybody loves to pee on Price, mm-hmm. yeah. but no one can do anything about him. People just keep yeah. trying to stop him. People keep people shove him up against walls. People grab him by the collar, and Price keeps doing what he's doing. Still, uh, we also had. Ron Price. Oh, any relation to Dr. Price? Uh, Ron said, love this podcast. Great job, guys. Or just great job, rather. So thanks for that thanks. comment. And uh, additionally, we had uh, Jay Winchester. He had a lengthy comment, actually, but this is great. Um, I love watching these podcasts and hearing about all the different ways you guys have about each views, rather, you guys have about each character. You've really made me see so many different scenes in a whole new light. Keep up the good work, guys. And please, could you try to get Bill or Landon on the show? I would love to hear their views on certain storylines. Thanks again, guys. Yeah, we are going to try really hard to get them on. So, yeah, it's our goal. Yes, that is our goal. And Marissa was awesome enough to get two awesome stars last (laughs) week. She got Famke Johnson in here, who plays Olivia. And she interviewed her one-on-one. You guys should check out that interview. Check Check it out on the AfterBuzz TV app which you can download on uh, Android Marketplace Play Store or the um, or the iTunes store additionally yeah. right, the mm-hmm. app store yep so um yeah, those are great comments. Yeah. Did anybody have Fo- any news and gossip? Yeah, following up on that, if you want to see another great in- interview, um, you can see Fomka's video. Uh, it was on CBC-, CBC News. So if you just Google that today, she does a little video clip that you can watch and enjoy. But she also talks about kind of the uh, her character a little bit more. Um, and she one of her quotes was she says, I think at the core of most women who are mothers is this urge to, no matter what it takes, you protect your child. I mean, that's sort of a given, and it's what everybody can relate to. Um, so she just really talks about how what she enjoys that character and how she thinks that some of the juiciest roles for for people are in TV these days and not film, which is very interesting coming from somebody who has such a great film career. So I think it's just that she enjoys the show so much, um, you know, and what they do. So so check that out. It's a it's a nice little article and interview. She was a Bond girl. She yeah. was Jean Grey on X Men, <laughs> and and now she's Olivia. Godfrey on Hemlock <laughs> Grove. I mean, this is gonna this every in everybody's contemporary mind. This is who they're gonna think of for this generation now. Oh, absolutely! I mean, Fomka is amazing. Mm-hmm. But uh, we have another interview actually with the with the one and only Lori Fortier. Um, she did an interview on Fangoria. And she just talks about, you know, her character Marie in the second season because everyone's back. But she said that they're gonna be exploring more of the darker side of Marie this season and her character because of all the character growth. Because season one, she was more the motherly, nurturing type of character. But now we see her, you know, taking on Godfrey Industries with this lawsuit going mm-hmm. on. So we're going to see a more emotional, darker tones of her character. And then she also just talking about Chick Egley, who's, you know, the new executive producer that's um, stood in this season. Uh, you know, he she said about his work that he's very visual, visceral um, director and type of producer. So that he brings that to the table of season two 
And then also, you know, she just talks about working with David Strayton again, who's also now an executive producer on Hemlock hmm. Grove. And so she said she loves the consistency among all the different directors because some of the directors now for season two, they haven't directed television, they've directed film. So now working with the, the more of the filmmaking aspect for a television show is, you know, it's great working and learning in that aspect as well. Great. Very interesting interview. Check it out on Fangoria. They pretty much make every episode like a movie. Mm-hmm. So it's like a 13-episode movie that we're watching, and I love it. Yeah. I love that they don't have to make them. It's so fast-paced like so many movies are. And they can, like I talked about earlier, we can we can focus in on little shots mm-hmm. that are like mm-hmm. 5 seconds, 10 seconds long. And they, they just have such great scenes together. I love it. Well, let's go, yeah. mm-hmm. let's go ahead and move into our predictions, perhaps. <laughs> And now, you're after Buzz TV. Flashy lights. Creepy, creepy. So, I I think I ruined it for myself by not writing my predictions after this episode (laughs) immediately. And I'm going to do that for the next episodes. Or rather, after episode five, I'll make it more original. (laughs) But uh, right now, let's just say Roman's hunger will increase. And he will kill... Miranda, um, maybe he's going to hurt her, perhaps, next episode. Uh, him and Peter, they're definitely going to have a love triangle with Miranda. I can already feel it. And, and I really felt this one before. <laughs> I really felt it before the other episodes. Um, she definitely reminds me of Letha. So there's, there's, there's that connection there. Mm-hmm. They have a type. Yes. They have a type. They have a blonde hair, blue eyed type. Clearly. Mm-hmm. Uh, pet- petite, skinny little girl. Only she's not a nice girl like Letha was. Letha was very innocent, very naive. Mm-hmm. And we got this girl who who looks like her, but she's like the opposite yeah. in a lot of ways, too. Uh, we will see those creeps who brought the drugs, who bought the drugs, rather, come back wanting their money. <laughs> and uh, and we're going to have a special guest next time that we're going to interview, thanks to Marissa. Yay. Yeah, right? That we do. What are your guys' predictions? I didn't have too many because I'm the same as you. I need to write them right down. Uh, but I think my one, the main one, was just that I thought that the bird was going to have relevant. I thought her tattoos were going to lead to I th- um, that Miranda and Olivia are going to be squaring off at some point in this season. Oh. Ah. I will withhold my predictions because I kind of know what's going to go on. <laughs> so it would not be fair if I said anything right now. You're boring. Come on, tease but, us. Give us a tease. I will tease that we do have a special guest next Yay. week. Okay, very good. I look forward to that. All right, well, I think that does about the, that about does it for us here at AfterBuzz TV's Hemlock Grove podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, but be sure to join us next week because we're going to be having a special guest uh, over the phone, right? Over the phone, we have Lori Fortier. Lori Fortier! Yay. Marie Godfrey herself. Marie, Marie Godfrey. We had her in studio last time. Mm-hmm. Loved it. Love Lori yeah. Fortier. We're gonna, we should tweet at her after this show tonight to, re- to just, <laughs> just, just to like get so the we're Twitter. ready for ya. Just to get yeah. the Twitter flowing with her. Yep. Love her. Anyway, um, be sure to give us a follow, guys. You can follow me at Sean Austin O on Twitter and Instagram. And I'm at JJ Jurgens on Twitter and Jurgens JJ on Instagram. And you can follow me on Twitter and on Instagram at Serafini TV. Tweet us your questions that you have for Marie, yes. for Lori, you know, and about her character for next week. Thanks so much, guys. We'll buzz with you next week. From executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.